Sunday Memoirs, The Black Church, Contributions of Black Women. Civil rights clergy owed their activism to an early generation of Black religious intellectuals who pressed Black congregations to reinterpret Jesus and his relationship to social struggle and the place of the church in movements for social change. In the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, the perspectives of Howard Thurman, Mordecai W. Johnson, Benjamin E. Mays, and George D. Kelsey inspired a succeeding generation of Black activist clergy that included Martin Luther King Jr. and others. Similarly, the millennious Black theology of Benjamin W. Arnett and Benjamin T. Tanner resonated in the late 60s with James Cone, Cecile Cone, J. Deotis Roberts, Garen S. Wilmore, and others who promulgated the view that African-American Christianity required commitments to critique racist biblical interpretations to oppose oppressive religious and economic institutions, and to support the Black freedom struggle. Jacqueline Grant, Polly Murray, and other Black feminist writers condemned both the racist and sexist practice by American society and Black and white churches. Women also sought a place in the African-American clergy Jerina Lee, whom Bishop Richard Allen initially rebuffed, was licensed to preach in the AME Church in 1817, although Bishop Henry M. Turner ordained Sarah A. Hughes as an itinerant deacon in the AME Church's North Carolina Annual Conference in 1885, his successor, Bishop Jabez R. Campbell rescinded this action. The denomination authorized that women could be ordained as local deacons in 1948, then as local elders in 1956, and finally as itinerant deacons and elders in 1960. The AME Zion Church authorized a full ordination of Mary Blair Small in 1898 in the Philadelphia-Baltimore Annual Conference. The CME Church followed the other two Black Wesleyan bodies with the full ordination of women in 1966. The election of Leoton T.C. Kelly as a United Methodist Bishop in 1984, and when Barbara Harris became an assistant bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Massachusetts in 1989, represented significant achievements for Black women in ministry. Women also spearheaded several Pentecostal holiness denominations. Mary Magdalena Lewis Tate the founder of the Church of the Living God, the pillar and ground of truth, is the best example. After some Alabama revivals in 1908, Mother Tate became a bishop 
and later ordained four others, including her two sons, to help her supervise the growing denomination. Additionally, church mothers within Pentecostal holiness churches developed into important positions at the local, regional, and national levels. Their substantial influence upon clergy drew from their moral guidance and rhetorical abilities. Women assume other leadership positions in numerous auxiliaries, especially in the historic Black denominations. All the Baptist, Methodist, and Pentecostal bodies had women's missionary societies. Perhaps Nanny H. Burrell's Women's Auxiliary of the National Baptist Convention, established in 1900, is the best known. When Jarena Lee started to preach in the African Methodist Episcopal Church in 1810s, and Nanny H. Burrell organized the Women's Auxiliary of the National Baptist Convention in 1900, they developed a precedence during the 1980s that brought to front line church leadership such women as Bishop Leoton E. C. Kelly in the United Methodist Church and Bishop Barbara Harris in the Protestant Episcopal Church. You've been listening to Sunday Memoirs, celebrating Women's History Month with a focus on contributions of Black women to the Black church.